It started with a city. A city above and a city below. One bleached by the sun, weathered and decayed. The other held wonders and artifacts of life before the fractured void. Your adventure is called forward with a simple call for aid. What path you choose will shape how the story is told. Will your path lead you into the mist and forest? Or have you delved into the ruined city of Byway, searching for ancient artifacts and ciphers? Will you grow close to those who live in the city, or strive for power? Going into our intros, hey everybody, if you don't know, I am Sarah. I go by she, her pronouns. You also know me as the Hype Goblin. I will be playing Clever Jack tonight. She is our Clever Jack, who also uses she, her pronouns. Dark beings, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'm Velvet, Fayfair pronouns, and I'll be playing Ashlod, who uses they, them, and is just the, the resident Amazonian robot. We love to see it. Hey, everybody. Uh, it's me, Sarah, also Sarah, or Sir Heckalot. Either one, um, you know, um, I use she, they pronouns, and I am playing Viridia Croyle, the clever glint who entertains, um, who uses she, her pronouns, uh, taking on over to our lovely GM. I'm Jen, and I will be taking you through the world of Numenera, chapter four. There is a saying in a song long past that goes something like, the stars look very different, and with perspective shifted, the party sees knowledge. Factions are formed as the party dives deeper into the mystery of the below, with growing interest from the Sisters of the Watch, the Declision family, and Nate. The party must seek out answers to find the truth of what happened to Emily when, with the help of the mysterious she who speaks, the party is lured even further into the depths of the unknown. I recall last, dear travelers, that you were kind of separated, split amongst the archives and the library. You did find, if I recall, over in the archives, some information, but you needed further permission to break the seal of truth. The archivist was fairly friendly. He just needed another signature, particularly from the sister of the watch called Hans, the leader of this great organization. And I recall Ashalot and our dear friend here with us went and talked to uh, the Gloaming Eyes to update the map at the introduction of a memory. And you found that it was simple and easy to do, and the Gloaming Eyes was friendly as ever. And you were able to head to the archives in which, or the library, in which the party will congregate together as Ashalot. You are already there and you and Hyacin are kind of rifling through the library at the moment, much to the tittering dismay of the librarian who keeps bringing you books and finding pages dog-eared and wrinkled and taking them away to reshelf them. With a gathering of the party, Ashley, you do see your friend, Jack and Viridia, kind of slide into this great old library that smells of cedar wood, mold, and something else nice and probably a undercurrent of coffee. What would you like to do as you are handed another stack of books by this librarian? The, the Waldor? Uh, yeah. It, it was kind of <laughs> glowy and shimmery. Okay, you know what? Checks out. I think you're fine. Anything new on the map that uh, is more of interest? Anything new? It's the memories that were provided and nothing more. All right, well, we went to the archives and um, apparently everybody is watching us. Like, 
there's eyes everywhere. So um, apparently we need to check in on uh, she who speaks because she knows who we are, but I don't know who she is. And um, that was, it was weird. It got really weird. I wish y'all had been there for like moral support. Yeah, it was rather unsettling that uh, we automatically had clearance without ever meeting anybody. Me, I was given clearance. Me. That is weird. Right? That's what I'm saying. Normally I have to like, I don't know, pick a lock, sneak in, blow a hole in the wall. Like, I didn't get to do any of that. Is that way you keep the explosives on you to breach places? Hell yeah. There's no better way to make an entrance than just explode in someone's wall. Taking what you need and leave. Come on. The best way in is through. It is true. This is absolutely true. So, I get, how do we, how do we, how do we like start this search for information on this Dr. Emily lady? Well, we did get a little bit about uh, about stars that uh, I think could be a good lead to figure out uh, a little bit more about them. I mean, they had names. There's uh, Joy, Hope, Rage, Sorrow, Anxiety, and Satisfaction, I believe. So maybe trying to find, I mean, anything um, at all, like even mythological, could lead us to something. Sounds like a good place, Vinny. Jen, how familiar is Clever Jack with the library? <laughs> I'm leaving this, I'm leaving how well-read she is to be your call. Well, tell me a story of how often Clever Jack would ask information required by an expired library card. How long did we say my library card was expired for? I feel like I got my library card and then I never went to the library again. Like that's literally, (laughs) I got it literally for identification purposes and I was like, adios, book people. It's probably a few years old. Right, so, um, do we just start looking for books that say stars and also have the doctor's name on that? Like, is there, there, is there like a, how do we find books here? Do we just ask someone? At the archive, we just ask them. The librarian that's standing next to Ashelot, her eyes kind of narrow as she's holding a stack of books and sets them down on the table. Hi! These were requested by a friend. And she turns on her heel and leaves. Um, excuse me? He pauses and looks back at you. Who requested these? She points over to Hyacinth. Oh, uh, thank you. Um, you look lovely. Good, good work. Don't shout in my library. And she keeps going. <laughs> this is why I never really frequent anything like libraries or archives that often. I mean, I went into the archives once, but like I wasn't supposed to. Like that was for a, a, another job um, with another group. But you know that may or may not have any bearing on why the Sisters of the Watch don't really care for me, but, you know, they couldn't prove anything in the end, so it was fun. No proof, no crime. Exactly. Exactly. Jack will take one of the books and start flipping through it. Uh, anyone who wants to can roll me an intelligence or seeking or uh, history, anything that would fall under the intelligence role of your new Nair sheet that would be relevant to this role. It's finding information, it's finding historical artifacts, finding anything that you would think fall within the role. Okay, I'm gonna spend two from my <laughs> pool. Well, a bit better on that. Yeah, there you go. Hey, I rolled a 17. Nice. Hey. I might not like books, but you know what? All That's right. all I got. Yeah, no, this this track based on the uh, background fly that I chose. (laughs) The difficulty of any cat involving more knowledge or understanding is increased by one. So this is where we are. Uh, Ashley, 
you are able to find a few uh, things. Um, Viridia, you get distracted by an old band that used to play in the area and start, re start reading through that history. That would be equivalent to a punk rock band in modern terms. Uh, they were pretty popular, probably something your granddad listened to. <laughs> and uh, Clever Jack, uh, you find uh, the rest of something that would be pertinent, something particularly tied to the stars. I'll put those in front. You can read in any order you There oh, is alternate wow. text below if you don't want to read. You're wanting us to read these out loud? Um, okay, who wants to take which one? Um, I'll go ahead and take the first one. Okay, I'll take the- You can do info three. Okay, I'll cover- oh, I can read out four, too. Okay. Okay, right. yeah, perfect. <laughs> Passing around the class. Very <laughs> Alright, so, uh, info one. Uh, Dr. Emily Wynn, lead researcher into dimensional exploration and cipher use. Second team leader for the Austin Scientific Foundation Discovery Team. Um, what her title is. Um, Dr. Emily Winston was a fifth age scientist classified as one of the brilliant minds. Of she is largely responsible of the She Who Speaks within the Tower of Whispers. Dr. Winston often would push the boundary of discovery and bring hope to the Aberfell before the division occurred. The tunnel systems that are now part of Aberfell Below were once mapped out by Dr. Wahim. She led many trips and brought back vast knowledge that furthered the advancement of her Her discoveries led to that of items called the Starches, along with an AI known as RAG. Uh, Dr. Winston's discoveries were honored throughout the Science Center, now run by the Watch, to ensure quality. Furthermore, the continued efforts helped prevent a second sundering of the city that followed the start of the 60s. Dr. Winston's discoveries to help prevent Devastating loss of life in the 50s. Uh, from recordings 22309.09.2259 from Dr. Winston. Dr. Emily Winston, we initially made a graph when we had one too many drinks, and Donnie and I realized we were onto something come next morning. How silly to think we made a, the biggest breakthrough of our life while drunk. <laughs> a chuckle is heard. Now, on to the fun parts maths. It will be something. Don't you think? We have to take in a lot of special thinking of what we can observe, what we cannot observe. We'll have to do some diving into the tunnels for some ciphers, but other than that, we have a good concept to figure out. I cannot wait, dot dot dot. If it is all true, we'll be able to explore beyond the stars. Finally, the fold gates will lead us to other worlds. And there are graphs notated on here as well. I will make sure for those listening in our audio cast, as well as for those watching along with us, I will make sure that these get uploaded later to the chat with the cast section for you, along with the alt text. All right, information three, and this one is formatted kind of a, a script, almost like, you know, what you would think of like a courtroom record. Uh, Winston, I discovered something remarkable today, redacted. What did I could ever expect? His name, redacted. He's, it's complex, I think. Uh, I'm not sure, it's hard to explain. I hope to discover more with him. Redacted isn't redacted made up of both redacted he says he's redacted he's also stated that redacted i wish to explain more redacted and likes to take things at his own pace we have been redacted he often acts redacted he lied to me hid things from me i i thought it would be different with me he'd be honest apparently i was wrong redacted showed me the truth and when i confronted redacted about it he came clean it's too late it's far too late i don't know what to do he should have told me it's too much the last one information it is in a form of a wanted poster 
giving credence to somebody of note disturbance within the history. It gives credence and gives a historical context to Dr. Dr. Winston is heralded as a hero for letting the civilian, for civilization at large, letting the civilization at large of the AI known as. He is noted to be dangerous and was ultimately responsible for Dr. Winston's power. In a wanted poster frame, type notes on the rogue artificial known type. Artificial Intelligence Fifth Class E, comma, Warren. Active, ongoing, received, and preserved the Fifth Preservation of Warren is set by the Sisters of Reward. 1,000 notes. Do not approach Rage as he will attempt to spread propaganda to stabilize Atlas and the populace at large. Rage is known as manipulated, said to come from the Ring Tyrant self. If any sightings of rage are found or noted, please alert the nearest sister of his presence. The AI is dangerous to humanoid life. So there's someone named Rage and someone else that lied to Emily? Is that what I'm gathering? Maybe, or maybe Rage was the one that lied. It's really unclear. Uh, I guess next... Ugh, are we gonna have to go talk to the sisters of the watch to find out who Rage is? She points to handout number four. <laughs> I mean, it sure sounds like they probably know the most out of the, the different parties that have made themselves known to them. All right. Well, I'm guessing that's where we can get more info on all of the blacked out portions as well. Should we? I'm going to see if we can make some copies of these. I'll be right back. Uh, Jack's going to take all of these sections uh, earmarked and go find the librarian and see if she can get them copied. Uh, you approach the librarian. She looks up from her desk and she looks to you, tilting your head. Did it hurt? Yes. Well, when you fell from the heavens. What do you want? Uh, well, I was wondering if I could get this, this, and this copy. Christian, for all the copies. Uh, I'm a little light on funds. How about two shins and a cup of coffee later? Three shins for all the copies. Please. He quirks an eyebrow. Throw away persuasion. What would that be? Uh, intellect? Yes. Puppy dog eyes from Clever Jack. I rolled a four. <laughs> a four? Okay. <laughs> Can I flirt my way into cheaper copies? <laughs> <laughs> Three shins. A copy. I'll go see if shins on them. I'll be. I'll. Can I leave these with you? She kind of waves her hands and goes back to whatever she was doing. So, a librarian doesn't like me. Uh, does anyone else have an extra shin? It's three shins, and I only have two because I loan Rydia 25. Uh, I don't think Ashla has spent any shins. I can cover. Oh, great. And heads back over <laughs> with three shins. Oh, you came back. Yeah. I always show up when I say I will. Here you go. You take the money, and she makes the copies of what you need, hands them back, staples them. To, well, she doesn't staple. She kind of dog ears them with a uh, paper clip and hands them back neatly. Thank you, gorgeous. See you next time. When are you going to pay your late fees for your books? After this job. You see, what happened was I had the money to pay for them, but then my friend came down here and we got totally turned around when we were on a job and she needed to send some things back home. So I loaned her the money to send the full package home. So we just have to send a letter. She could send all the things that she needed to send back home. So, you know, I'm going to get it after this job, though. I promise. 25 cents. 25 cents? 25 shins. Oh, okay. Uh, 25 shins, yeah, that's exactly what I loaned my friend. But you are a- It increases by five shins each additional day. You'll have 30 shins tomorrow. Well, you have a wonderful day. I will see you when I have those shins. 
And Jack is just going to, with a big smile on her face uh, and gritted teeth, walk back. Anyone who needs to check out a book needs to get their own library card because I can't afford to pay off mine. And the librarian really doesn't like me. Well, luckily we don't have to be here much longer. I mean, I don't think we need anything besides the copies, right? I don't think so, unless there's something else you want to cross-reference here. No, I wonder if there's anything more about uh, any type of new current events. Like, I don't know, does this library have a microfiche or something anywhere? Why would it have very tiny? <laughs> you can make it's... a history check, Viridia. Oh, no. Okay. Heck, as a player, is like, research for me. There's so many different <laughs> things that we can use. Right? It's like, head empty. No, not. Like, here we go. Okay. We're gonna try. Nope. <laughs> Libraries are not my favorite terrain. I'm sorry. Well, uh, let's see. Yeah, you, even with that role, you you wouldn't gather. You wouldn't think much outside. All right, then I guess guess we need to go talk to T- Jack's favorite person. Well, sounds like a plan. Uh, yeah, I was really hoping we wouldn't have to. What if? Okay, what if? What if? What if? What if? What, 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 what if? break into our office. I just explode the whole thing. No one knows we were ever there. By by whole thing, do you mean like entire center? Because I, I don't know how they uh, wouldn't know we were there if it'd be off, you know? You're right. Probably not a good idea. Unless you're planning to frame someone. Ooh, <laughs> I like the way you're thinking. Who do we want? To frame? Is there anyone we really don't like right now? I'm personally on good terms with everyone, except for, you know, librarian, but I don't really want to play different to most everyone. Oh, okay. Yeah, normally I would uh, suggest someone that's, you know, the enemy of the watch, but also I want to keep our own doors open. Um, do want to call in some type of favor from the Clisions or someone else. Um, okay. So maybe no explosions, but... Fine, I'll behave myself. We'll keep, we'll keep a pin on that grenade of an idea. Ah! 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 Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the DM will insert a little nugget of maybe not attacking the government building? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fuck <laughs> around and find out, fam. <laughs> we'll find out real fast. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, I'm here for that story. Oh, God. It's gonna be real weird real quick. <laughs> because it's a jailbreak campaign, that's all it is. <laughs> get arrested, then we have to get out. Alright, so where are you going? Intrepid party. Uh, I think back to Sisters of the Watch. All right, go back. Cause, yeah, because that's the only name that I really recognize in all of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, you go back. Uh, the government building will greet you. The tall two-story building, uh, simple in its opulence, uh, pillared style as exterior. Uh, what passes for a garden front uh, is displayed in front of you. Uh, there are people going in and out, not all sisters, some are scientists, some are people who are normal citizens, some are the um, keepers of the garden of the uh, tree that is glo- constantly glowing on the other side of the t- uh, tower, and um, this is a place of uh, exchange, information exchange, and find it. And as you kind of enter, it's busy. There seems to be a court case. You see a couple of exchange nation out on the recess or having lunch. And um, kind of in the far back is the administration side. It's off to the right of the building. And you go find Hampson and Sister there. Anyone else here at a place? Not the official taxi. Yep. I am very uncomfortable. 
and I'm probably going to flirt with Tamsin because that's my defense mechanism. But do you think they're into me? Be honest. Perhaps. I think I might have to watch how you two interact just a little bit yeah. more. Well, maybe a little I bit. I well enough to make a call. Neither do I. I was just going based off of our last meeting. Now let's find out. So you go towards Tamsin's office, and the door is open, and you do see them kind of hunched over their desk, and they look like they're enjoying a break, sipping some tea, quiet observation of whatever they're reading, and they don't look up. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. They look up and squint at you before sitting back, and they set their teacup down, turning the handle to the side so they don't bump into it. They inhale and kind of stand up and smooth their vest and invite you in. Uh, Jack will sit down. You know, when someone says knock knock, you're supposed to say who's there. Please. Knock knock. Please come and sit down. No, that's not the... Uh, Jack will sit. Simpson will sit back down as... Oh, please one of you, just do the joke with me. Don't leave me hang in. <laughs> it, feels, it feels so weird. Alright, alright. He's there. As Tank. Brady goes and sits down. Hmm? Tank. Tank who? You're welcome. Uh, there it is. Yeah. Uh, that was just. <laughs> There's a small snort from Tamsin as they kind of make tea for all of you and set the cups out in front of you. Uh, uh-uh, you don't get to laugh. You didn't do the joke. This Comes is my rules. office. I think I can chortle. Uh, you start snorting everywhere, and people are gonna think that you have a cold. Careful. Hmm. So, what can I do for you? Well, we were wondering, uh, based on some of our own readers that we um about what we could remember from the caves. If you know anything, tell us more about a rage, the AI. As you ask them about this particular being, their eyes kind of narrow and they tilt their head. They stand up and go to their door and shut it before they come back in to sit down at their desk. Why are you interested in a rogue AI? Promise you won't tell the Declusians. They are not in my servitude and I'm not in theirs. Okay, why are we looking already for Jack oh, just looks I mean, at Viridia. Yeah, I mean, Rage had something with the with Doctor Winston. Um, we okay, we weren't exactly forthright with exactly what was on those data. Um, there's a little bit about uh, some stuff from Doctor Winston that just didn't make sense to any of us, quite frankly. Kind of left it out. Um, but she had something to do with this AI. Found it. I mean, at this point, Viridia's probably going to like spread out like the copies of things that we made. Um, she was aware of that, and maybe it or something else lied to her, and something horrible happened. I don't know what, and I was hoping that maybe you or the Watch knows what horrible thing happened that raged so dangerous. Well, as your notes note here, and they'll tap the fourth page. Dr. Winston did discover she was responsible for letting the civilization and our fair city aware of his I'm guessing that awareness probably made this particular AI angry as your notes have killed Winston and beyond that we don't know much other than they are a danger to our society and they are a danger to our well-being as a whole you don't know where they went found them what we understand as the watch, Rage is very elusive, very tricky. We haven't been able to find him since the collapse of the Fifth Age and the dawning of the Sixth Age. I'm guessing between those two calamities, information on his whereabouts vanished, obscured, or been corrupted in some way that we can't understand. Um, this 
other document here that's all redacted. You wouldn't happen to have a non-redacted copy, would you? I'm sorry, any redacted information is not for civil. What if she who speaks gave us permission? Does that work? Has she been in contact? She gave us a sign-off for the archives. Hanson stands up quietly, goes to what looks to be a bookshelf, and kind of pushes it in words. Follow me. Ooh, a secret passage. Is this the part where we get murdered? Because if it is, you gotta tell us ahead of time. I gotta work on my damsel in distress scream. I'm thinking of the abyss I throw your bodies in. Oh, that sounds kind of nice, actually. All right. See a small smile on Tamsin's face as they lead you into this tunnel and they kind of shove the bookshelf back into place. As we're walking along, Jack leans over and whispers to the others, I think they like me. Yeah, I think at this point, uh, we, at the very least, we would definitely know if, uh, if they didn't. How did you garner the detention of the being known as she who speaks? Well, you know, us exquisite beings, we all just know of one another. Just, it's a natural thing. Hanson pauses and turns. Honesty will only get you so far, but it needs to be honest. Oh, well, in that case, I don't know what we did. <laughs> but frankly, I'm not sure what exactly garnered her attention, but um, it's something that uh, has gotten us a favor to do, apparently. Just I don't know. Maybe she just likes her hair. Whatever the case, please be respectful to her. She is one of the oldest living beings in the- Oh, we're on our way to meet her? Yes. Oh shit, I actually thought we were getting murdered. That is so much better. Why would I murder you? I don't know, because you're leading me through a secret passage in your office that you moved a bookcase to get through? Who wouldn't go, oh, I'm probably going to get murdered? Either that or some guy in a mask is going to come out and start singing with me with a whole bunch of candles around him. I saw this <laughs> I saw this play once up on the surface. It was absolutely wild. It was talking about something that happened back in the fourth age, but you know what? The lead singers were just, ah, loved them. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, you're not going to start singing, are you? No. No. Ridiculous play. It's like, kind of keep walking, shaking their head. It's a wonderful play. What do you mean? The score is just outstanding. Why is he singing to people in the dark? I don't, I don't know, because there's a lot of candles and just not a, I don't know, limited options. Does he sing with the candles on or does he just light them as he sings? Oh, no, on stage, they were just, they were all lit. They just kind of were pushed in from the side. I don't know how they did it. And at a certain point, the light fixture from the ceiling dramatically fell towards the stage. And it was all planned. We had to sign a waiver. That seems dangerous and convoluted. I mean, best art usually is. I don't, I don't want to see that play. Right then, go with something easier. I do like the one about the kinky boot as they keep walking. Oh, that does track. But as you kind of walk along, as you kind of walk along, and Samson kind of keeps an even pace so you can keep uh, keep up with them, they eventually stop at a door and they press their hand against what looks to be a solid obsidian surface. And you see a ripple of blue light kind of pulsate from it. And the wall kind of shifts in the way that curtains part. They step through and they kind of beckon steps. It's very warmly a weather. Oh, goodness. Uh, we're going to go from middle of the deck. And we got, oh, we got the fighter. Uh, and that is erupting geysers. Duration one hour, 500 meter radius, active effect. One new geyser erupts from a five foot hole randomly placed in the area, DM's discretion, scalding anyone within 10 feet of the hole. 
boiling hot water, uh, with boiling hot water. Uh, creatures caught in the blast must make a DC 10 dexterity saving throw. A target suffers 2d6 fire damage or half that on a successful saving throw. All right. I'm going to put a little twist on it. All right. And for anyone listening, if you'd like to add some weird weather effects to your game, we're using the WeirdWorks uh, Empress deck and their Weird Weather uh, PDF that they send out with their deck. Go type that one for $5 off. <laughs> the space is warm, and you see on flickering, almost LED screens, in this round, almost oval-shaped, the beautiful cascading effect of sharp landscapes rising up above and these gentle slopes of what looks to be streams and water gently trickling from different points. Occasionally, you see what looks to be a geyser rotting in the distance. It's sudden and dramatic. Feel a spray of mist in your skin. Very light, but it's warm water, and you get this smell of sulfur. It's kind of like a spa treatment, but stinky. I like it. She come hang out here. I'm guiding, but it is not. It changes every time we enter. Is it like a like a magical thing, or just like the the landscape is changing that fast, sort of thing? I don't think it's magical. Preposterous. We live in the real world. So if you like stayed here and watched for a couple hours, you could see how it changes and just like kind of watch it change. Or do you just not come here often? Like, how often do you come here? Only when I'm required. It only changes when I re-enter. Huh. It's kind of neat. Samson, do you want to sit or do you want to remain? Yes. Samson will pull out some chairs, line them out for all of you, give a bow of their head. They'll step back away, almost obscured by the darkness that is beyond these LED uh, screens. But they're there, they're present, just watching and observing. Jack is going to sit down in one of the chairs, curl one leg up underneath her, and one leg goes over the armrest and it's sideways in the chair. Pretty comfy, actually. Okay, we'll all take a seat. Then we'll ask that. So what do you, what do you two think we need to, to ask? While we're here, should we should we come up with a game plan? Should we coordinate? Should oh, we? Sure. That sounds odd, but I mean, it seems like a very a good idea. Approach. Should we? Should we just throw a little bit of explosives onto the geyser and see no, what happens? No, no, no. <laughs> we're we are kids here. Oh, <laughs> if I have to remind you, it might be a really bad idea. I mean, it changes every time that Samson comes here, so it might just change right back. It's technically, technically science. See, technically, up and magic. Tell you what. Tell you what. One of the, yeah, one of the questions we can ask is uh, if you can do that. And if they say no, that's that's the final word. Yeah. Okay, fine. As you sit there talking amongst yourself in the center of a room, pulling itself up from the floor, are threads of gold, silver woven fabric. They kind of dance and collapse in dust and pull themselves up again forming over and over before they come to this strange, disconnected form made up of delicate gold and silver, floating limbs and eyes pupilous and bright silver color, lips quiet and unmoving. And in your head, you all hear, I was wondering who would answer, and here you all are. There was a call? There's a childlike laughter before the form of this being shifts again, almost folding into itself a gentle way before she stands in front of you. Same disconnected form. There's always. Can I roll to see if I know what she who speaks is? Is this AI? Roll. Uh, intelligence, you would get a reduction in your roll as you have summoned. Okay. 20. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Brilliant. 
Nuis. Yeah, you know her to be the AI. She, you know this information from the information you gathered on Emily. Uh, okay. And you also know that she is the AI that kind of runs the city. She's kind of connected to various points. She is kind of the lifeline between two cities itself, the above and below. She is Oracle. She is Prophet. She is Governance. She's a voice of freeze. So, have you called others? I've called others since the dawning of the first day. Those who can slip through time come to see me. Wait, did we slip through time? I'm not sure. Did you? I don't know. I have been very <laughs> confused for the last 48 hours. I think confusion is a natural. Jack is just nodding seriously like that absolutely makes sense. <laughs> what do you know about the walls that are doors and the doors that are walls? I think you have to have a door in order to make it a non-wall, but when a door is shut, it becomes a Unless you go. If you go through, it's no longer a wall, it's simply a hole. So it's more of a spectrum then. I would like it's changing so. constantly. Hmm. I have so many doors in my house then. <laughs> we just blew so many minds with that. Like, I'm just like sitting here processing for a second. Well, a uh, philosophical quandary aside, um, we were wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about um, Dr. Winston and maybe her relationship with the AI Rage. Uh, we've found a fair amount of information, but uh, some of it's been redacted. Dr. Emily Winston was my creator in all sense of the words, my mother. She established me during the Fifth Age as a way to help govern the city before the divide, the sundering of the city before it was split between the above and below. The city used to be all on the surface. As you can see now, that is no longer. My condolences on her passing. All things passed. It is the nature of the Fifth Age was enlightened, if anything. It was something new, different. There was such hope in that little ape. He looks very sad for a moment before she tilts her head and kind of almost collapses in on herself and reappears in the center, mimicking your pose, Jack. They fold her leg. Rage is an AI unlike any other, unique in his form. He was both with purpose and then without purpose. He had to find new direction, and when he didn't find it, he'd think he lashed. The stories are a bit muddled, and I cannot see. What kind of attempts have been made to find him? Many. Exploratory. Um, do you, does he have any friends? Who created him? He was created by a being beyond us, an observer. Someone who wished to experiment and test the boundaries of what can be and what should be and what must not. Okay, that leave with more questions and answers. Um, do you know who was lying? Was Rage the one that was lying to your mother? Or was that someone else? She mentioned that someone lied to her. I'm Jack. not sure entirely. Do you know anything about the fold gates that your mother meant? Fold gates are various points between the world. They act as a way of transport, usually between points of interest, points of trade, and points of knowledge. Okay. Um, do you know where these gates are all over the world okay but like like is there like a like because we went through some kind of gate and it dumped us into the sisters of the watch and then like disappeared behind us is that a fold gate that is not a fold it's more of a temple okay um where's the nearest fold gate in the byway there is also oh, one she kind of tilts her head in the vaulted shard uh do i know what the vaulted shard? well history of being intelligent 
19. Jack, what did you do today? <laughs> On a roll. <laughs> Golly. Rolls plural. I would say, Ashla, you could also, because it twigs something, you can roll with a step. Uh, how do I put that in? You would go to your intelligence and click on your, uh, click on the intelligence. Uh, difficulty, mm -hmm. I would say you can reduce it down to a standard roll. Okay, cool. And to an effort, uh, put a one. All right, look at you guys. We know so many things. <laughs> you know so many things. <laughs> so many <laughs> I feel like right. Jack knows a very limited amount of things, but she knows a lot about that limited amount. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Ashelot, you know the Voltage Shard as part of a landmark that your company would pass by quite often. It's kind of obvious as to what it is. It's a kind of leaning, sharp-pointed building made of obsidian stone, and it has a red glowing door on it, and looks like a shard, more or less, standing against the sky. And for both of you, you would know it's located in the southwest region of your continent. And the vault is from the seventh age. It stands against a kind of a darkened sky, and it has a rocky and barren landscape. This is one of the few and strange weather phenomenons that kind of obscure this area. The There is no rhyme or reason as to why it exactly there. The door to the entrance of the vault is bathed in as it to warn others not to. There are rumors that the vault holds a great fight, while others believe that it holds its to other ones. Jack's going to absorb all that. In in we found some recordings of Emily. Um, she was very excited, it sounded like, towards the end about a discovery that she had made that was groundbreaking, world-changing. you know what that was? Was it these gates? The gates have been around a while. They were the most constant throughout the- I'm guessing her discovery had to lie in with rage. Are there any further records bring to rage that we can have access to? See her pause for a moment. You will have to find a point of translation, but I can give you a data. What would what would a point of translation in this context for us? It would be like those machines that translated the data you initially used. Tamsin, you got a point of translation we can use? Tamsin steps forward. It depends on what age it's from. What age is it from? She who speaks kind of chuckles. It's from the fifth age. Unfortunately, the city is in the ninth age. Technology doesn't quite exist in our wall. Any idea on where we gotta go to find something from the fifth age? I'm trying to think. I don't remember if, uh... The player that Hyacinth got from Cave was something or not. Don't know if I'm misremembering something. Like, I for some reason I remember Hyacinth being something off of that. Yeah, that, oh, was, that was a lightning a... gun. Yeah, that was okay, a lightning okay, gun. Okay. Yeah, yeah, never mind. That was uh, an artifact being pulled from. Okay. Uh, would the machine that we listened to, would we recognize that as being from the Fifth Age? You would, yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I. I think we know where we can find one if we want to make the trek back. Assuming it still works, it, you know, ate some of the data cubes, so hopefully it doesn't do that again. I wonder if we can just... Did that machine look like something we could have... Put it into the context of the 1970s and 60s. Okay. In, in massive, okay. Mm -hmm. In massive. Uh, alright. Try and trek back there or find another one, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, do you know anything about stones that sing and conjure and also spark? He who speaks ponders the question for a moment. Many things. However, that is classified beyond you. I cannot speak. 
Unless you discover and come to me with an answer. I don't understand the response. Can you please rephrase? Jack just kind of leans in a little bit confused. He wiggles her head on what would be a head. Information is only granted if information is provided. Gotcha. If you speak of it first, who am I not to elaborate? Uh-huh. Jack just leaned back and looked to the other two with like a raised eyebrow. Um, out of character. Do we want to talk to this? AI about the stone that we found and gave to Nate. <laughs> I mean... Or should we go tell Nate that she who speaks knows something, but we need to tell her in order to get more information? I don't know. It's like, are, I mean, are we going to yeah. come back here? <laughs> Wait, Jack knows Nate better than we do. Would he consider that, like, breach of contract, or...? Jack, or Jen, Jack knows Nate more <laughs> than we do. Would I consider that a breach of contract? A breach of handshake. Sorry, we're not contract employees. <laughs> it's, it's, a it's a handshake contract. <laughs> You don't know Nate well enough to determine that. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Jack. As this silent conversation between the three of us goes on, her hands just go up at her sides and just a, a, I don't know, look rumbles across her face. So, if we return with information about the stone, you'll tell us more. That is what we agreed upon. That seems fair. The only question I would have about that is, uh, do we go back, back to Tanzan about getting back here? Is there a better way for us to walk in, see you, or contact you? Oh, and Skip seeing wonderful, smiley, bubbly Tanzan again? Tanzan, Tanzan. Yeah, like? You can come back through Tanzan. They are my guardian. They'll lead you here when they think it's appropriate. Good to know. Good to know. I think I have just one more question um, you'll entertain. Um, when we went to the archives, um, and also thank you for clearance to uh, actually walk in. That was something we agreed upon, but we appreciated it uh, quite greatly. And we learned a little something while we were there. Not a lot, but a little something um, about these uh, stars that uh, Emily had been researching. Um, and there was a list of names, uh, like Joy, Hope, Rage, Sorrow, Anxiety, and Satisfaction. Couldn't help but start to draw lines between that, considering Rage is one of the AIs. Are the rest of these stars AIs? Kind of tilts her head to one side and thinks for a moment. No, Rage is the only AI made from Star. Oh. So Rage the Star and Rage the AI, the same thing, but the rest of the stars have not been turned into AI. Are they still just. Still not. What exactly do these stars. Are they like a superpowered data cube? Like, how do you turn one into an AI? There's a pause as you can almost see her pupilless eyes kind of flicker around the room real quick. And you see that the LED screens blink and flicker out and everything goes quiet. Oh, was it something I said? We cannot be observed for the time. Oh, the star touched. We are always being. I am suddenly uncomfortable. Okay. The sisters of the watch. The watch. I if thought only it was... If it was the sisters. <laughs> I thought of, I thought, you know, Sisters of the Watch was more like, you know, like their job title, not the thing that they're doing all the time, you know, kind of like, I don't know, I can't think of anything else right now off the top of my head, but like, just, I didn't think it was so literal. Who was watching? His face kind of leans forward, almost mimicking your movements, Viridia's movements, actually, as if she's trying to understand what it's a humanoid, and she'll say, the Star Touch Maiden forms experiments beyond our... Why is everything in my life just one riddle after another? Who's the star-touched maiden? One who made rage. It's not the Declissians, is it? No. Okay. Their power 
pale to comparison to her. Boy, well, anyone else got any other questions? I feel like I had 30 walking in here, but now my brain just hurt, and I feel like I need a very strong friend. You need any more? Let me know. You have a friend within these halls? Collecting friends, and I don't know if I like that. Well, thank you. Be kind with you. Turn toward you, Ashalot, observing you quietly for a moment before she Is there anything you... Yeah, do you know about those obelisks? They are transformation in its purest form. They are more than just simple stone waypoints. They hold boundaries between the ages. Can they be used more than once? They've been used nine times. Ten, as she tilts her head at you. Does it work in reverse? It's a bit more complicated, but with a bit of effort, I'm sure it could be. Good to know. Are you wanting to go back? I don't know. You skip a lot of inconvenience conversation. Well... If you ever decide you do want to go find one, <clears throat> I'll, uh, I'll go with you. Make it like a little vacation, a little holiday. We'll live, laugh, love. I'll find you again. Thanks. I'll keep that in mind. You yeah, do look really cool like this, though. <laughs> Jack just leans over and there's just a little clink as she <laughs> flicks your arm. All right. Well, uh, thank you, I guess, for your time. My pleasure. I will leave you with this, and you can choose what you want to do with with it when the time comes. But the statement is, you will have to make a choice and it will rest on you four to make that choice. I, yeah, I definitely need a drink. I cannot handle any more riddles today. This is a lot. I have trouble deciding what I want for breakfast. Door opens behind you, light spills in, and the LED lights kind of flicker on and the same geyser themed space fills the room. Faint smell of sulfur, spray of water on your cheeks, warm, just as it was before. Jack will get up and head out. Likewise. You are standing outside the Tower of Whispers, the sharp shard of shadow that lies across the city, standing omniquiet in the middle of this grand vast of seas of peoples and buildings. Which is strange because you were at the government buildings, opposite sides of the city. Is Tamsin still with us? Tamsin's behind you and the door closes behind them as they give you a look and they'll give you a nod before they start heading away. Hey, uh, you like raisins, by the way? They pause and turn if they're chocolate covered. Oh, I can make that happen. How do you feel about dates? Jack will Mm. wink at her. Sorry, them. I like them covered in honey. Make that happen, too. Tamsin nods with vanilla ice cream. Both eyebrows just go up. Nods. You're talking to the oblivious ace wolf person as they walk away. <laughs> Jack is picking up on that <laughs> and loving every minute of it. <laughs> I think Tamsin might be my so far. Pretty <laughs> great. That was smooth. Saw what you did there. Yeah. I'll give you that, yeah. Right? I'd do a little bit of mental gymnastics when they didn't go along with the date portion, but, you know, we'll work on it. Oh, and if it, uh, Hyacinth and I figured out what Crocodog is, the eyes told us. And you waited until now to tell us? That's like... I... <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, it wasn't relevant to the walls and doors discussion. Uh, Crocodog is a little black hole. What? Yeah, and then all... she pondered that. Let's go to a quick break. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. A question posed to all of you. What are you thinking right now? Why did they say honey when I said the second half? That was kind of obvious. I why get that. They obviously like me. They laughed. I'm not sure they like me. How do you know? Should I ask them? Should I, should I just show up with flowers? Do they even like flowers? I should probably research. 
thoughts rambling through your head, Jack. What are you thinking, Viridia? I think right now what's going on in Fizz has a sea of, like, this information that, you know, we've acquired in a very short amount of time, like trying to connect voice of Emily on the tapes to certain sections that we've now seen in the copy and trying to connect names like Rage, the stars, um, seeing how graphs superimpose over other information in her brain. Um, and this is, yeah, trying to grasp all of this in the most ways that she can. Trying to piece together a bigger puzzle, bigger than even yourself, those thoughts run through. Return to Ash, what's going through your head? Uh, first and foremost, they're pretty pleased that the, that the news of Crocodile being a black hole went over pretty well. And then probably just uh, back to the obelisk incident and wondering, you know, do they want, would they go back, like, to formula uh, if they had the option? Or, you know, especially uh, she who speaks saying that it doesn't work exactly that way. And if maybe it would just spit them out as, like, something different, like water or something. Crocodile kind of curls into your arms, happy and spiky as they always are. This little black hole of they are exists in the space you share. I like to think that Crocodile just has that, like, really deep, uh, somehow both wise and vacuous look that certain cats have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, yeah. And as they kind of look up at you, another question kind of formulates it. Who do you think you can trust? Well, if it's Jack, no one, but also everyone. Very indecisive. Very, very, very indecisive. Ashtot's pretty mercenary, so whoever so far has only really been Nate. <laughs> think you can trust. I mean, the people that have been the most forthright with their information, I feel like are the ones that Bria has trusted the most. Um, like, she who speaks is just... You know, yeah, she kind of talks around things and says things in a lot of riddles, but like at the end of it, you know, still gave us some pretty good information. Um, and without seeming like judgment, overt um, acts of charisma, it's just she simply is. Um, so I think that's kind of the line that she's going down right now, at least. With those questions formulating in your minds, folding and folding, fracturing, regrouping, where are you going? Well, you said you uh, might have wanted a drink, Jack. Yeah, that I did say that. Do either of you have money to buy drinks? I have two shins to my name. Well, you know where I'm about at. Currently none, yeah. so. I can cover this. You save a lot of money when. You... Oh, you! I this 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 is why you're my favorite. Tell the others. <laughs> Are you sure? What? No, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> That's also very funny. Yeah, I mean, until, you know, we find a blacksmith or something, there's not much for me to spend my money on. Oh, and the best thing is Crocodog doesn't even need, like, Crocodog food. So, like, you know how I said Black Hole? Mm -hmm. They just eat whatever. They turn it into, like, some weird other matter and just, like, inhale it. So they just eat whatever. Interesting, but also terrifying. If there's, like, another rock or something nearby, I'll, I'll try to feed that to Crocodog to demonstrate. For science. <laughs> dog sniffs at this rock and you all see it turn into dust-like particles before it pulls into a spaghetti-like strand absorbed into Crocodog's mouth. That is... I could have used them on a few heists. Not gonna lie. I mean, just don't let him near the hall. That's true. Good news is I asked and it doesn't look like he's gonna get any bigger. No. I hope not. What if he... I'd be slightly worried. All right. Sometimes when you have that look on your face, Jack, I, I get a little concerned. What look? 
there's obviously something cooking. There's something you're thinking about there about a larger crocodile. <laughs> I'm a little terrified of what it might be. I mean, don't worry about it. It's fine. I got it all under. All right. Again, the DM realizes the Eldritch Horror item. Purely <laughs> off of like card pull. It's only going to get worse because I am also in the game with this Eldritch Horror that you have created, so. I love it. Let's do it. Nothing could go wrong. <laughs> yeah. But are you going for drinks then? Yeah. All right. You can go to what is known as uh, Blue Ghost uh, Pub. It is a kind of a rave house style-esque pub with neon lights, low kind of visibility, um, lighting that kind of highlights the drips from underneath. And uh, it's kind of a techno-punk music drumming throughout this shop and um, weirdly sticky. You don't know why, but for whatever reason they are. Uh, there's people of various sizes, shapes, heritages, kind of lingering it out, and uh, you see people being served, and it's a nice atmosphere. So, Beard, how strong of a drink do you want? Let's say, like, maybe about half as strong as Ashley. That'll kill you. <laughs> we would like two purple lizards over here, please! <laughs> two purple lizards! As you hear a person shout, and beautiful glasses are displayed, and somebody kind of pushes them away and says, no, the proper ones, and a fishbowl is displayed. And blue <laughs> liquid goes in, and it slowly turns purple as this additional liquid is added in. Some berries and sugar are added on top, and what looks to be a little toy lizard is placed on top with its tongue sticking out. Okay, now, drink it slowly. It is delicious. It is the most refreshing drink you will ever drink. But do not gulp it. You will be tempted to. Do not. Got it? Got it. All right. Fishbowl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it is. And you get a sensation of sweet undercut by this nice sourness of what to be a flavor, only for it to become more citrus. And then there's a hint of cinnamon kind of creeping in underneath all of that. And then the very light, delicate taste of mint. Ah, oh, that's the... You call this a purple wizard? Purple lizard. Lizard. Lizard, okay. like the like the little toy that they got floating right there. It bobs in your drink a little before it sadly sinks to the bottom. <laughs> Don't worry, if you finish the drink, you get to take it home with you. Good to know. Good to know. Yep, I got five of them. <laughs> Rydia thinks it back to uh, the apartment and it recognizes just this like small collection of lizards on the shelf. That's where that's from. Roll me a D100 for Radia. Oh, oh no. boy. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, I'm scared. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> 33. Okay. As you are pondering this, you look down at the lizard in your glass. It starts to fizz a little. And then you see a orange kind of fizz kind of pile up. And then you see like a little capsule float to the top and unfold. It says, Winner! Oh, no fair! What you got a fancy does, one! What does that mean? Oh, it means you won something. I want to win. Jack oh, just uh, stares straight down into her drink to see if her lizard's gonna do the same thing. I'll, uh, I'll take this, uh, I guess, like, the, like, tablet or whatever is, like, floating at the top and walk over to the bar, I guess. Say, uh, this, uh, this just appeared in my drink. Uh, should I be concerned at all? And they look over and like, oh, you want a free drink? Neat. Uh, one second. They turn around and they make something else and hand it to you. 
This is the Pan Galactic Gargle Blaster. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> well, that's, that's quite the name. Who, who decided to name that? Anything for a moment. A professor who was drunk. Yeah. Can, can you say that name again, Jen? <laughs> yeah. A Pan Galactic Gargle Blaster. It's a real drink. That's amazing. That. I will Follow. describe it. It's a... Uh, <laughs> Having your brain smashed in by a slice of lemon wrapped round a large gold brick, then the best drink experience, adaptance of course, is for you. Add a few gold flakes to this drink and you get this kind of unique uh, mojito style. Plus. Ooh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> sounds incredibly um, delicious. <laughs> it's very good. There's a lot of vodka. A lot oh, of stuff. Boy. Nice. Alright, uh, yeah, right. Uh, take that drink on back to the table as well. It looks like I won the opportunity to get more inebriated. Nice! Stares back down at her lizard. <laughs> I don't think your I'm gonna lizard, win anything. Your lizard has somehow managed up, kind of in the middle horizontally. It, it's doing that weird like, there's an air bubble in the snoot flow. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, who what did we get involved with y'all? Like, what is do either of you understand anything that's going on? No. Not at all. Cool. Cool. We came down to uh, get a job from Nate, and then it's really just snowballed from there now, hasn't it? Yeah. And he also didn't pay us, the little booger. So I he's mean, up the list. We know we can't trust him. Oh, he said he would pay for information, so I guess we can go back to what we have. I really need... All I know is that the Declisians are totally out for me. That's a... And not in yeah. the fun, kind of exciting sort. Ah, uh, just regular scared, not yeah. scared. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I'm less scared of him just in general, and more if uh, we ever were to, you know, make some type of agreement and not be able to follow up as uh, much as they would like us to. Just crossing them and all seems like a horrible idea. Well, if we never interact with them, then technically we can't cross them. Hopefully, they see that the same way. I mean, I've been down here for a while. And that was the first time that they ever like invited me to anything. So we might be okay. Jack sure hope so. Jack's gonna go against her own advice and take a very long drink of her drink. <laughs> <laughs> do you think Tlacado is what who's offering us anything? It's it seems like everyone has a piece of the puzzle, but they don't want to share it with us until we share what we know. But we don't really know all that much. We just found a sparkly rock and gave it to Nate. Wait, did he pay us for the sparkly rock? That little. We're getting paid by him. He took our sparkly rock. Sounds like we need to take the money and the sparkly rock. Teach him a lesson. <laughs> or like just the money. I mean, yeah. I'll settle for the money. I'm not entirely sure I want the sparkly rock, but I definitely want the money. Another long drink of her drink. I mean, where do we go forward from here? We have this date. Well, yeah, we have this date. We could go to play that. Mm -hmm. Nowhere we gotta go. Anything else? Back at note. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, out of character. I think we covered all of the Emily stuff that was in those handouts. We found out about uh, Rage. If we go to talk to Nate, we could try asking Nate about Rage. Uh, what was the deal? Nate talked about us uh, finding information for payment. Um, it was just information pertaining to the stone that we gave him, right? Largely, yes. Okay. So, okay. Uh, so we could take all of this photocopied information and we could take it to Nate and get some money and then go listen to the little QB thingy. We could also see if Nate has a way to... Mm -hmm. He is the closer option at the moment, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Going to him first is probably the best idea. 
He might be making something good for dinner, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could definitely go for something right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know if uh, the Drunchies are uh, kicking in for y'all yet. (laughs) What's he going to charge to let us play it on whatever he might have, though? Nothing if we negotiate it right. We could threaten to take it to the Declissians or to the Sisters of the Watch, so. True. True. Play in the field. It's a very good idea. Okay. Are we going to go see Nate tonight? I mean, how late is it? About dinner time. If we're going to catch him making food, we should probably go soon. Jack is going to chug the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, there's this combo. <laughs> we're right. at this point, trying to finish the, uh, the pan galactic. <laughs> so uh, he probably stands up. Hold on. The room's spinning a little bit. Gotta get my variance. Oh, if All you right. spin right. with the room, it gets better. Huh. Both Just... will take a point of difficulty on your troubles. <laughs> <laughs> this is fair. <laughs> we decided this. We, we accepted this. It's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no rules. Right. So, Ashla, you, you're herding two cats, basically, over to Nate. I'll just, like, scoop them up under each arm and haul them there. <laughs> easily enough. Yeah, uh, easily enough done for somebody big and buff and strong. Jack puts both arms stretched out in front of her and stretches out her legs behind her, and she's just pretending to fly the whole way there. <laughs> They're in good time. And as you enter uh, at the shop, Nate calls out, We are about to close. I'm sorry. Uh, hello. What? You're not happy to see us? It's dinner. Yeah, I thought that That's we could. Here. Yeah, I thought we could all just, you know, get together, have a meal. You know, have a nice chat, talk about receiving payment for the stone that we gave you that you took without paying us. Maybe also give you some information pertaining to said stone or payment. You know, the usual. Just a friendly little conversation. And Jack is going to sit on his desk and lean over. He look, looks at his desk to you. Would you like Rubiota? A what? He kind of pulls out a stew and sits it down. It's dinner. Oh, yeah. Do you have some crusty bread to go with it? He kind of points to a shelf behind him. Jack will jump down from the desk and go get the bread. Good, nice bread, sourdough. Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, she'll cut it up and pass it out to you. If there is an open clothes sign present, I thought we'll flip the clothes. Okay. Jack sits down and provides you all food. He pours you all water after he assess <laughs> the situation. And he kind of leans onto his elbow and looks you all over. I recall the stone was given to me freely, so you don't get payment for that. But information I can still provide. Rude. I'm a businessman. He winked. All right. Uh, how much are you willing to pay for uh, information regarding the stone and what it may pertain to? My going rate is currently starting at 50 chins. 35. 45. 40. Fine. He takes out a purse and sets it on the table. 40 for each of you. The information was gathered, collected. Take her. Okay, who wants to start? You explain why you've come to bother me at dinner time. We were hungry. Yes, there are shops in the city. Yeah, but we also wanted to bring you some information because you'll pay for it. Uh, so uh, what do you know about Rage, the AI? Does that ring any bells for you? Stories, parents tell children, be good or the nasty AI will come steal you from your bed. Well, apparently, the good doctor that we learned about when we found that sparkly stone that we gave you was killed by them. Huh. All right. And the AI's whereabouts are since unknown. Okay. I mean, it's good information, but it's a boogeyman you're telling me about, more or less. Well, if we had official record about it. 
Well, less of a boogeyman and more of a myth. Not if there's an official record with the Sisters of the Watch putting out a bounty for them. Legend myth. Go on, you've piqued my interest. You can take out the photocopies. Kind of pulls them to him and he kind of spreads them over the table to read them over. Interesting. Huh. Has the stone done anything since we left it? Mm, nothing of particular note. It glitters now and then, but other than that. No singing, no jogging memories that were long since forgotten. No. You analyzed it at all to see what it's made out of? No, I've been quite busy. I do run a shop and I only get a few hours to myself a day. Is it possible that it's a star? Star? Yeah, star. Constellations, stars, twinkle in the sky. What do you do? Stars are gaseous beings that exist in space. Because the star became an AI, and that AI killed the doctor. I think this stone is part of that larger puzzle. I mean, maybe the, the doctor, one of the discoveries, you'll, you'll see it in one of the, I think it was the history, um, that she discovered what are called star keys, whatever that means. I guess this is a key of some sort. Eat your food. As he stands up and goes to the back room of his shop and comes out with the box you have given him and sits back down and opens it and turns it towards you, inside is that glowing, soft, glittery stone that you recovered. Jack's gonna pick it up. As you pick it up, there is a momentary pause before you feel something almost brush against something weak. She's gonna try and lean into that. You hear the sound of birds glittering softly. Feel the warmth of sun. Nate, do you have a pet bird? They're atrocious. No. Why am I currently? No. Jack's gonna try and listen closer to the bird sound. Do they sound like a particular species of bird that she might be familiar with? Would you allow it a DM and- Hell yeah! Take your ex- You lean into the sound, the warmth of a summer day and the spreading fields of grass and crop before you and bef- next to you is your sibling. Your parents are maybe 20 feet away, gathering the harvest. These birds only come in the spring. They're nesting birds. They like to hide in the field. And your father finds them rather ridiculous, but has a soft fondness for them as he finds them to be of good luck. And your mother thinks they're sweet because of their motherly nature and protectiveness and lengths they'll go to to protect their young. It is spring and the fields are on fire. And suddenly you're back in Nate's shop. She's gonna drop the stone and stand up quickly letting her chair clatter to the floor. Have you physically touched it? No. Why would I do that? Why does it keep showing me my fan? I don't know. Do you have anything in this shop about things that pull memories unwillingly? He kind of looks around. Well, we have the memory extractor over there, but that's about 10,000 shins and well out of your price range. Yeah, no, I'm talking about books, you goober. Oh, (laughs) no. Or a cipher shop. There's not like a ciphers roadshow manual of like no known ciphers that y'all have collected. Shopkeepers uh, really need to create an information network for this sort of stuff to catalog and study. A right. book of records you're not privy to. Sorry. Somehow I feel like it wouldn't help us either way. Um, either of you two want to try it again? I mean, I can, but I think the only way that Nate's going to know what we're talking about and really understand is if he does it. Would you, would you please just entertain this? We're all here should anything go wrong. I promise. I like your cooking too much to actually hurt, so you're safe. All right. He reaches over very hesitantly and kind of 
brushes his fingers over the stone and kind of rolls it in his hands. You see his brow furrow for a moment before he kind of tilts his head as if to listen. Then he puts it down carefully. Interesting. You see, family, friends. The day I made a promise to somebody very important. We all saw pivotal moments in our lives. Well, anyone else want to go on the memory train? I feel rather antsy. I mean, I feel like I already know the result, but I'll go for it. Anyone? She'll touch the rock again. <laughs> touch the rock again. We have a weird, weird rock. We're just gonna keep touching it and see what it does. <laughs> Why do we have hands? Like you see those hands? Slap <laughs> the bongo drum. Touch the rock. Why hands if no touch rock? <laughs> if hot, why evil? <laughs> uh, but as you touch the rock, Viridia, the sounds of memories of music and undercut with sewing machines. As if somebody is working in a shop, there's laughter around you. Joyful. Something smells good and welcome. It's a spring day and the fields are on fire as you're pulled back into nature. Pivotal, right? It's a. Uh, yeah, well. I think I'll forget. I mean, I, I was just reading about uh, a band that I listened to a lot back home from the library. It was the Keegan and the Dust Bunnies. And something that uh, my grandfather honestly knew the most out of anyone, but I was playing and I don't know, it was a normal day. Sewing, getting the product ready for tomorrow. That was the day the fields were on fire. Wait, you remember that too? Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't think a day a lot of people will forget. You fields on fire in your uh, memory walk there? pauses. I've never been to it. Do you remember the general date? He thinks for a moment. Maybe five years back? Is what we're seeing five years back? It's about. Same general time frame for me. What about you? Yeah. I don't think it did this quite before. I mean, it's from the same time, just about. They all seem different. Yeah. It has a test now. Maybe it wants us to look into the about that. Perhaps. Maybe we're just, I don't know really unlucky grasping at straws and it's not actually connecting us in any way whatsoever but our brains are getting it as a connection because we all experienced a traumatic event five years ago i mean maybe but it's an awful strange time for the uh she who speaks to say we would have to all four make a decision that we all was to call of some sort i'm not usually one to be into the whole um fate and destiny and fairy tales and all of that but a lot of things are pointing to whatever i mean i like a good fairy tale maybe five years ago is the last time it remembers and it's trying to place itself to remember maybe. maybe do you want to give it a try maybe we'll just hold the stone out sure we would go touch the stone it's interesting to have the memory of flesh and metal the dichotomy between the two and the splitting of memory between both instances and existences it's almost maddening if you could not accept the fact you have been transformed in some way. You stood tall and proud with that march you were one of the best. They looked to you because you were, and then you touched it. You were cut off from the march. You were cut off from yourself. You were new in a form you had to reconcile and shape into your own. It's a spring day. And the fields are on fire, and the ships of reality come crashing before you're pulled back into Nate's shop. I'm gonna do something real quick. I'm gonna touch the stone again, but almost like I'm gonna grab Crocodog's paw, claw, and Don't touch it to the stone. See if I remember <laughs> if I get a crocodile memory. <laughs> With this combined touch of Crocodog and yourself, 
This memory is yours, but not yours, and something further to the expanse of five years ago was different, and there were no fields around you. Nothing should be on fire, because sand is set on fire so readily without an accelerant. Sand doesn't burn, it melts. You know that. So why are the fields on fire? And you see the vision of Crocodile kind of snaking through these sands, and you see a split in reality, and this great triangle-shaped ship come crashing down in front of you, spraying sand, rock, and debris, and reality shudders and breaks the scene changes, and it changes again. It shifts and molds into something else. Something's being forgotten and you don't know, but you see a figure staring at you from across the way before you're pulled back. Did that feel like the memory of someone or someone actively looking? It felt like a memory and someone looking at you. It wasn't your memory. You're not even sure if it was Crocodog's. It was somebody's memory. Put down the stone back on the table. I saw a fire, but I wasn't anywhere near your fields. I was in a desert and sand to burn like that. You... And I saw, I saw something else, um, another memory of someone fading, but it wasn't mine. Huh. Do hmm. I remember why the fields were on fire five years ago? Something, at least what you recall, set the fields on fire, except it was the wet season and the fire didn't make sense to you. I mean, maybe whatever this stone is to has what caused the fire? Could look into that. feel like we're redacted. Same. Hey, Nate. He kind of looks to all of you. It's going to cost you. Cost me what? You don't even know what money. I want yet. Anything is worth money as long as the exchange is good. If I'm doing a service for you, I want to be paid. Oh, I was just going to ask if you were okay with knowing, with the uh, sheets knowing about the stone. That's all I want. No, oh, by all means. Okay. Oh, and also Tamsin, because we have to go through Tamsin. They'll leave. If you mod. Okay. So, we could also go to the library. We start there. It's all redacted. <laughs> and we feel like this in Are we barking up the wrong tree? Is this what we're supposed to be looking at? Whatever you found is... Oh, it's an adventure, isn't it? <laughs> That's one way to put it. Jack's gonna look at the stone in Ashlot's hand and just say, Can't you just come with a label? Rude! Have you all tried touching it together? Together? Mm -hmm. I did get extra vision with Crocodog and I touched it, so maybe. Maybe. It's worth a shot, right? Oh, I guess. You touching it with us, Nate? Nate kind of pauses. Do you want me involved in I mean, if you're, you're holding involved. on to Yeah, if you're holding on to this, you might as well just know what you're dealing with. Fair enough, I suppose. Your All name's right. Nate, not, not, so put your hand in. That was a circus leap and I enjoyed it. Put your hand and do the hokey pokey. Wave it all about. Let's go. <laughs> All in. You all touch it. And you all gained an XP for this. So <laughs> give uh, Viridia and Ashalot uh, two, since Jack has. Crocodile is touching it also. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And Jen says, all right, and is silent. You're <laughs> about to get the lore. Lore. Many much lore. They appear as upside down pyramids and are often associated with the end of a new here. Emily's voice echo around you. They wedge themselves into the ground after hovering above it for around two weeks. The world is altered and changed and knowledge is lost. While loss of life is actually rather minimal within the ship, new ages often have to restart with lost understanding of the age. And you see a large upside down pyramid blackened at the top in angry red molten point. 
falling and cascading into the world before piercing it and breaking it apart. And you see around you multiple pyramids shattering the reality around you. As the calamitous age ends and a new one begins, the death of the fifth age, you hear Emily's voice say, witness before us caused by me. She's silent for a moment. Before you see her figure walk in front of you and she meets your eye, you have to make the choice as your world shatter and collapse and you are presented in a void of stars staring at a vent horizon, a pulsar star collapsing in on itself and you see before you the sign, the oblivion observant before it fades away. Reality shatters and shifts again, and before you, another sign, Raid, AI, Sector 5, shattering of reality again, and these disruptors break and crack the ground before you, be nothing, and you hear, who are you for your pullback in nature? Uh, I did everyone, your friend. Yeah. Did everyone just go on like an intergalactic acid trip, or was that just... <laughs> Yeah, that was definitely a, uh, it's a good description galactic yeah. gargle blaster if I've ever seen one. What? said the same thing. Did something just see us? Where's Sector hey. 5? I don't know what that means. I'm more worried about the Oblivion Observatory and who's observing it. Yeah. And this choice they keep saying we have to make. Star has a sorrow. Okay, so this, this, this stone is sorrow? This one is sorrow. How does the name appear? Does it suddenly show up on the stone, or do we all just inherently know now what Seem just inherently numb. Have you ever heard of the Oblivion Observatory before? Filter's had a bit. Another story. One I didn't think was real until this moment. It's, it's supposed to exist between space. It observes. It's a scientific center, from what I understand. I, I don't know where it is. Okay, so we also have this data cube from the Fifth Age, and we know that that place that we went to before has a thing that can read it. We also know that we did some wibbly wobbly stuff and we were in a space between spaces, and that's what dumped us back with the Sisters of the Watch. Do y'all think that space could get us to the Oblivion Observatory? We didn't know where we wanted to go before, we just knew we wanted to come back to town. But if- Maybe if we're more specific, we head back- I mean, last time it spit us out, because I punched the gateway, some kind of way of navigating, really aiming ourselves the right way. We could ask the eyes. Guys, or there could be more answers in that data cube. By the way, do you have any idea or really uh, anything that could play something from uh, the Fifth Age? I can scrap something together, but it'll take time. How long? Day and a half. It does save us the trouble of uh, going through the tunnels again, which are sometimes unreliable at best. What if I helped? Not day. I mean, I have to gather material. Most of the shops are closed. This is what I'll be doing most of tomorrow. I sell ciphers. I don't whack them together like rock. I'm good with means. I can help you try and figure it out if you want. Jack does have a machine. All right. Um, come back tomorrow. I'll have some parts, but not all. Oof. This is both scary and incredibly exciting. It all comes back around, doesn't it? Really does. We should probably pack food this time when we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't pack food the first time. No, we thought it was going to be a quick trip there, quick trip back. They kind of pinches the brow of his, the bridge of his nose and kind of, that's on me, I should have worn. Can you get us some of the good bread to take with us, please? I'll make oops. Yes. Just be careful. There are a lot of eyes wandering in your direction. Yeah, we had breakfast with the Declissians. Wasn't great. Well, the food was great, but- yeah, uh, the food was good. The food was good. The house is gorgeous. Everything else was intimidating. House, absolutely gorgeous. The atmosphere, tense. Yeah. 
kind of smiles and stands as he takes your plates. You should go rest. Come back tomorrow. We'll get to work. It's a good idea. He gives a warm smile before he nods a bit. Good night. Takes your plates and disappears into the back room and you hear the dishes starting to be washed. Well, back to my place, I guess. Mm-hmm. Back to Jack's place, and as you do so, we'll end there as we are at time. Oh, Jen! Ah, my <laughs> what is going on? I have heckin' concern, and I love it. Many a heckin' concern, we Thank you everyone for joining us for tonight's session of Numenera Stars in the Stone. Numenera Stars in the Stone is recorded live on Saturday nights at 5.30 p.m. EST on twitch.tv forward slash the Hype Goblin. If you want to check out the cast, you can look in the description to find a link of all of their social media information. The deck we used to predict the weather today was the Weird Works Empress deck. Pick up your own copy of the Empress deck today and use code HYPE to get $5 off of your purchase. Link available in the description below. Happy adventuring!